This episode of the Business Builder Show is brought to you by Contractor Succession, LLC. If you are in a construction-related business and you want to exit your business in the next five years, then contact us at ContractorSuccession.com. That's ContractorSuccession.com. If you want to exit your construction business in the next five years to finish strong and finish well, contact us at ContractorSuccession.com. And by Credit Line One. Thanks for listening into the Business Builder Show. I'm Marty Wolf, and I have some great news. If you need business or real estate financing, I suggest you go to creditline1.com slash martywolf. Creditline1.com is number one for business, personal, and real estate credit lines. If you need funding, I suggest you try out creditline1.com slash martywolf. Go there to get started with a quick quote from creditline1.com slash martywolf. Entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, DC Taylor. We will be your guides on this learning journey. I'm proud to let you know we record this show in the studios of 94.3 FM The Talker, which is part of Bold Gold Media, and we are in my hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Business Builder Show is distributed by csweetradio.com. That's c-sweetradio.com, c-sweetradio.com. You can find the Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. You can also find the Business Builder Show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on my website, which is MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. So, DC, are we ready to introduce our guest today? Ready. All right, let's go. We have Kristen J. Wheaton as our guest today. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good, Marty. Um, I first met or actually was in the room, didn't actually meet Chris, at the Entrepreneurship Institute Conference, which was in November 2017, held at Marywood University in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And Chris talked about the myth and the mysteries of crowdfunding, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So, Chris, are you ready to discuss that? Absolutely. Excellent. Let me do a brief introduction uh, on Christian Kristen J. Wheaton, and we're going to call him Chris. He is a professor at Mercyhurst University in Erie, Pennsylvania. He runs Mercyhurst's Quick Starter Project, which is designed to help entrepreneurs use crowdfunding sites like Kickstarter and Indiegogo to fund their projects. Uh, folks, listen to this next sentence because I want to. Uh, this is going to be kind of an important part of our discussion. Quickstarter, Chris's uh, little organization here, has worked with over 160 local entrepreneurs and has a 90% success rate in crowdfunding campaigns it has supported. Chris holds a Juris a Doctor from the University of South Carolina, an MA in Russian and East European Studies from Florida State University, and a BBA from the University of Notre Dame. 
He is the recipient of the CIA SEAL Medallion and the State Department Superior Honor Award and is a member of the South Carolina Bar. Impressive credentials, Chris. Well, thank you, Marty. I appreciate that. (laughs) Okay, so welcome to the Business Builder Show. We're going to talk about crowdfunding. And uh, again, I took notes. Why don't you give me the overview um, of uh, maybe what you talked about at uh, at Marywood University when uh, at that conference? So one of the the big things I talked about, I talked about two things. One was my program, uh, which is, as you said, designed to connect uh, uh, people who want to use crowdfunding uh, platforms like Kickstarter uh, with college students, with our local college students here to help sort of increase their odds. Mm -hmm. Uh, The creators don't have all the skills that they need to be successful in crowdfunding. And so it's useful to have some people who have the skills that you lack and Oftentimes, college students have those skills. And so Quickstarter is about making those connections um, to, to increase the odds. But along the way, and we've been doing this for – it'll be four years uh, in, in the new year uh, in, in February. Um, we've been doing research on what works, and we've constantly been trying to improve the process so that it becomes more replicable um, mm-hmm. from one iteration to the next. Mm-hmm. And, and what we've sort of discovered is that there's what I call the five F's of crowdfunding, mm-hmm. um, uh, finding your audience, fascinating your audience, familiarizing your audience with your platform, funding the campaign, and then fulfilling the promises that you made. And I'm happy to sort of walk through those in some detail, if that's what you're interested in. Yeah, our audience, again, is uh, small and large businesses, but uh, this is a very important topic, um, kind of an editorial comment. I mean, banks, as a general statement, are not real supportive of small business. Uh, That's my own personal viewpoint, so I'm not slamming anything or anybody but i, I no, know they that. need they need all sorts of data and and yeah. pro formas and all that sort of stuff that yeah. a startup just doesn't have just and, doesn't and, have that's right so i'm not slamming any of the fact is well let's even back up about a little bit why did you start the quick starter project what, what was the foundation you told me it's the students but what was uh, what was kind of the aha moment or where did the need come from so uh, one of the things that I do here at Mercyhurst is I, I'm a, I've been a game designer my whole life. I, I, I ran a company when I was in law school. I ran it right into the ground. <laughs> That's how successful I was. A successful uh, entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, correct. Typical entrepreneur, right? The, 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 the story. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, I've always been a game designer. I did some games for the military when I was in the military and, and – uh, uh, have always been involved in that. And so when I came here to be a professor, and I, I don't teach entrepreneurship here, I teach intelligence. Yeah. Uh, the, the students that graduate here go to work for the CIA as analysts or, or the DIA or NSA or one of the, yeah. the agencies for analysts. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I do is I design games to help them learn to, to teach, right? Game-based learning. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to put a couple of my games on the market. Uh, I thought they were good enough to do that. I needed startup funding just like every other startup. And I knew about Kickstarter. Yeah, uh, because I backed a number of Kickstarter projects at, at the time, and I put uh, so I put both two games on Kickstarter. I was successful both times, oh, um, yeah. and uh, learned a lot from that experience. Uh, then I went to go look at other projects that were happening in the Erie area, and I realized that Erie was not really using Kickstarter very well. Mm. And it wasn't because the projects were bad. It was because um, the people who were running the projects were making what I would call beginner's mistakes. Yeah. Videos that were too long, uh, pictures that were too blurry, uh, unfocused marketing messages. I mean, all sort of the kinds of things you see with a startup. 
Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it occurred to me that I was surrounded by people who could solve some of those problems, not mm. not perhaps at the level of a true professional, but certainly better than the way the entrepreneurs were solving them right now. Um, and that was students. So, for example, the example I use is a video. I've got a guy who creates a brilliant widget. It's fantastic stuff. But he doesn't know how to shoot a video. He has mm. no idea how to do that. Mm. So I hire a film student, right? A guy yeah. who wants to be a video maker. And yeah. I say, here, shoot this guy's video. The, the, the creator gets something he didn't have, which is a, a better quality video. The student gets something that they didn't have, which is a resume punch, right? Mm-hmm. I was the videographer on the XYZ project and you know that works really well. Um, we uh, managed to sell this idea to local government and they currently fund our program. Hmm. Uh, so all of our services are free. I pay students. Wow. I don't pay a lot because they're students, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I do pay them. Yeah. It is a job. Yeah. Um, and so the creators get something and the students get something. And we have sort of used our experiences here to sort of come up with a formula for, for, uh, for crowdfunding success. I'm loving that. Now, um, is this looked at as a community development project or as an entrepreneurship project? What, what do people really think about it uh, in the greater community of uh, Ayuri, I guess? Well, it, I, it's, it started out as an experiment in entrepreneurship, I think. And I think uh, we, we didn't – nobody just dumped a ton of money on me at the beginning. Uh, my first grant was about $2,000 from the university to sort of do something in, that engaged students in experiential learning. Yeah. We got a follow-on grant from um, – the Ben Franklin Technology Partners, which right. if you're from Pennsylvania, you know who sure. those guys are. But, sure. but yeah. outside of it, they're, they're sort of a state-funded tech uh-huh. uh, 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 funding agency. Yeah. They gave us a small grant to do that. And then recently, we've been funded by a fairly large grant from um, the uh, Erie County Gaming Revenue Authority, which sort of takes – uh, the the government share of the money from our casino here in, in Erie and sort of divvies it out to a whole variety of really good projects, one of which happens to be happens to be ours. And yeah. so I think people see it now as an economic development yeah. activity. Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, our funding agency did a hired a couple of economists uh, to do a study on on sort of the economic impact of Quickstarter. Um, and, uh, this was done about a little, uh, not quite a year ago. Um, and at that time we had spent $38,000 and we had generated, um, according to the economist, sort of a net impact of 300 and wow. about $350,000. Wow. Um, That's yeah. Fantastic. And that didn't yeah. include the fact that all of our businesses that we've helped start, uh, they're all still operating. Fantastic. That was just sort of the direct impact. It had nothing to do with sort of the fact that all those businesses are still hiring people, are still paying taxes. They didn't even measure that. So it's really been a fairly successful economic development program, particularly given that from my standpoint, because my day job is teaching students, right? This is an after school activity for me. So uh, I feel pretty good about the success of the program. It was was a fantastic story. How can people learn more about you and or uh, quick starter, the quick starter project. How would you suggest people learn more? So, so there's two uh, places that are pr- where we're prominently mentioned. The first one is we have a Facebook page. Now, I just decided for cost purposes uh, and because so many people are on Facebook that, that the quick starter presence on the internet would be a Facebook presence. So just look for quick starter uh, on Facebook and you'll find our page and you can like it and, and take a look on there. I publish stuff about what we're doing, but I always pu- uh, also publish uh, good articles that I find 
that have to do with um, with you know with doing crowdfunding. Yeah. Uh, so there's it's a pretty good resource if you scroll down through it. Yeah. And the other place is is that recently last year we we uh, uh, were uh, selected by Kickstarter by the the big crowdfunding uh, yeah. organization Kickstarter wow. as one of their experts. Wow. Uh, they they designated uh, a number of people experts in in, in all their 25 in the world. And we are one of them. Wow. So, um, if you look, if you look at, if you Google Kickstarter experts, you're going to get a list of, of 25 experts and, and the Quickstarter organization is, is one of those 25. Wow. Uh, and it, it's actually a fairly rigorous process um, uh, to go through. They, they talk to people who you've succeeded with. They talk to people who you failed with. Um, and uh, they, they reach out and they have individual one-on-one conversations with them. And um, we're very, very proud and, and honored to be considered yeah. a, an expert organization by, by Kickstarter. And we're one of the few Kickstarter experts that actually works in all 15 categories of Kickstarter. Um, some, some experts are focused on technology or design or, or whatnot, but we actually work with uh, people from, from – I've worked everything from dance to film to food. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that I think I like about our system is, is yeah. that because we've had so many different kinds of entrepreneurs come into our, into our, in, into our shop, yeah. Um, we have a system that works regardless of what kind of campaign um, you're trying to run. Stay here for more of the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. This episode of the Business Builder Show is brought to you by Contractor Succession, LLC. If you are in a construction-related business and you want to exit your business in the next five years, then contact us at ContractorSuccession.com. That's ContractorSuccession.com. If you want to exit your construction business in the next five years to finish strong and finish well, contact us at ContractorSuccession.com. And by Credit Line One. If you need business or real estate financing, you can get a quick quote on creditline1.com slash Marty Wolf. That's creditline1.com slash Marty Wolf. My guest is Kristen Wheaton, W-H-E-A-T-O-N, and he is a professor at Mercyhurst University and obviously involved with this great program called the Quickstarter Project. And he just told you how you can learn more. Uh, this is a fascinating story. So, uh, let's hit those five F's kind of quickly because you kind of blew me away, and I, I thought I kind of knew something about Kickstarter. So, uh, tell me these five F's. Uh, give them a little more, a little more detail. Sure. So, so the the first and probably the most the, when you look at the research on Kickstarter on on crowdfunding, and and we're talking about rewards based crowdfunding like Correct. Kickstarter. So we're not talking donation based crowdfunding like right. GoFundMe. We're, we're talking rewards based. Rewards based meaning uh, if you contribute, you get a free T shirt or you get whatever. Yeah, if you back somebody, you get. Well, it's not. It's more than that. Okay, tell <laughs> so me. So the days of a free T shirt are, are well, long gone. I simplified the, the, it, but tell yeah, me more. Go no, ahead. Well, it's people want something for their money. Uh, the way I describe it to people who come to me is that. Uh, you know, Kickstarter is like 25% church and 75% Walmart, 25%. You got to believe in the creator. You have to have some faith that that creator is going to actually build the widget that they say they're going to build. But 75% of the equation is 
what am I going to get for my money? It's uh-huh, Walmart, uh-huh. right? Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And so uh, you've got to have something tangible that people really want. Yeah. The, the crowdfunding has gone through a lot of waves since it really sort of kicked off in 2009. Uh-huh. And it's a pretty mature place right now. And you have a lot of very sophisticated yeah. backers who are looking for stuff that's new and they want to support good people who are trying to do interesting things, but they really want something that's that they want. Okay. So so you've already corrected uh, a myth that I, uh, uh, that I had and that you've corrected me on that and that's good. Um, So again, let's uh, let's continue on that path of the, of the five F's man. So the one strategy that reliably works, and again, there's actually a lot of, academics who are doing research into this, the one strategy that reliably works is to build a big audience before you launch. Right. I kind of call it the Hollywood strategy. If you look at a Hollywood blockbuster movie, 90% of the marketing is spent before the first weekend. Yeah. And and what that means is the first F, you've got to find your audience. Yep. You've got to know who is interested in my widget before you launch, well before you launch, you got to find them and you got to collect them. Uh, And you, you got to collect them in a big electronic room and whether that's Facebook or Pinterest or whatever place you like to collect, you know, people who are interested in this kind of thing. You, you you gotta gotta, have, you gotta have an audience. It's not, you don't build it. You You don't build it after. Email list, Facebook page. You gotta have an audience, which I think, I think, Chris, a lot of people make that mistake. You probably yeah. already know oh, that. Yeah. So you got to find your audience. And then the next one, you talk about fascinate your audience. you got to fascinate them because if you put a bunch of people on a Facebook page and then you don't ever talk to them again, they're all going to drift away. I mean, they, your, yeah. your post will not show up in their timeline. They won't be interested in what you're doing. They'll, they'll forget about you almost as quickly as they like the page. Yeah. Um, and so you have to keep them engaged with what you're doing. Yeah. And that means sort of sharing your story, sharing the product, sharing use cases. Yeah. It, it's all about creating good content that keeps people interested in what it is that you're doing. So what do you mean by familiarize your audience? What, what do you mean? So by it, as, as long as, as uh, crowdfunding has been around for a while, but it's stunning to me how few people actually really understand how it works. Sure. Uh, they don't understand the platforms. They may have heard of Kickstarter, but they've never backed a project. Uh, we find that a lot of people are, you know, and, and justifiably so, hesitant about putting their credit card online and all that sort of stuff. So you have to sort of tell, and if you're not using Kickstarter, if you're using Indiegogo, it doesn't matter yeah. which platform you're using. You have an obligation to tell all these people you've gathered that, hey, we're going to do this project and it's safe. Yeah. It's safe. This is how it works. Yeah. This is what you're going to have to do. Yep. It, you just really have to get them ready to do all that because yeah. not everybody is. Yeah. Um, there's a couple more Fs. Go through yeah, them. Yeah. The, the, the fourth one is fund. And, you know, that's running the campaign. And it's, you know, you've done all this pre-launch work and you kind of think, well, you know, I've done a ton of work, right? I'm, I'm ready. I hit the launch button. Uh, it just begins. <laughs> you've got a 30, anywhere from a... 10, 15, 30 day campaign that you've just got to, you've got to stay on top of the entire time. You've got to work it. Yeah. Um, you've got to work all those backers. You've got to stay in communication with them. It is not a fire and forget system. You have to stay engaged throughout the funding period. Yeah. There was a couple things that, for instance, um, here's a, I think another myth is that when you said a 30 day campaign or a 60 day campaign, how important is it to hit it right out of the gate, first day, second day? Yeah, How important I mean, the is way that? They add, so, so Kickstarter will flat tell you that, and, and the research bears this out, the campaigns that go over 30 days are less likely to succeed. Uh, Longer is not better. You want to go as short as you can. Yeah. Most people stay with a 30-day campaign. That, that works pretty well. 
I like to go shorter if I can. And yeah. the, the, the reason is it's exhausting. That's, that's the first reason, <laughs> yeah. but it's also doesn't increase your odds of success. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason for that is, is, is your point. It, it is the Hollywood model, right? In yeah. Hollywood, when you put a new movie out there, the only weekend that matters is the first weekend. And frankly, yeah. the only, the first 72 hours matter more than anything else in a crowdfunding campaign. And frankly, your first day. Yeah. I can usually tell whether a campaign is going to be successful or not so you, after 24 hours. So you have to do these first these first few Fs um, so that that works, right? you got to do these things right. that you're talking about. And then um, so we're going to hopefully everything kind of comes together. And then the last F, I think, is fulfill your promise. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, the, the one thing that'll cause a, a crowd to turn on you and, and even the best product go down the drain is if you don't, you know, fulfill your promises that you've made. Again, and in, in most crowdfunding campaigns, the product isn't completed when the campaign is over. People know that they're buying something that still has work left to go on it. Yeah. Um, but if you don't, uh, if you just sort of blow off your customers, if you treat them, you know, poorly, they they're not going to be happy, and and they will the the Kickstarter audience will the kick at least, and I'm sure Indiegogo and other sites are the same. They will let you know about it, so you yeah. have to sort of be prepared to fulfill those promises. Well, we're out of time, <laughs> so so it's unfair because um, to you and to our audience. But so that's why I want to make sure my guest has been Chris Wheaton, and he is a professor at Mercyhurst University in Erie, Pennsylvania. Tell us again the best way to learn more about what you're doing. So, again, the easiest way to contact me or to, uh, uh, to find out more about what we're doing is to look at our Quick Starter page on Facebook. We, we have a Quick Starter page on Facebook. Just search for it. You'll find it. Fantastic. Uh, great presentation at Marywood in my hometown of uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. I'm so delighted that I was able to connect you uh, to our audience because uh, the information you shared then and you're sharing now is very valuable. So thank you so much for being part of the Business Builders Show. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you, Marty. You're welcome. So reminding you that this show and many other shows are available on csweetradio.com. That's csweetradio.com. So on behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to The Business Builder Show. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's The Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Thanks for listening into The Business Builder Show. I'm Marty Wolf, and I have some great news. If you need business or real estate financing, I suggest you go to creditline1.com slash Marty Wolf. CreditLine1.com is number one for business, personal, and real estate credit lines. If you need funding, I suggest you try out CreditLine1.com slash Marty Wolf. Go there to get started with a quick quote from CreditLine1.com slash Marty Wolf.